It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Joe Mixon spoke to the media. We'll find out more about what's going on with the running game. And guess what? The Bengals are in first place. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, covering your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button. Just went over 11,000 subscribers, by the way. Forgot to shout that out when it happened. Thank you to all 11,000 of you on YouTube and the countless of uh, followers on all the audio platforms. We appreciate all of you who make us your first listen. James, I know that Joe Mixon is a big headline today and you get to get into some of the fun of the Bengals being back into a tie for first place in the AFC North. But let's start with Mixon. We talked with Mike about this yesterday in our All 22 Takeaways episode. You can go check that out if you haven't heard it yet. And honestly, we were all kind of hoping like, ah, maybe he's a little dinged up. Maybe there's a little bit of a health thing. Doesn't necessarily sound like that, right? No, no, it, it doesn't. At, at least, and here's the thing. Maybe Joe's downplaying an injury, which I don't blame him. And he said he was nicked up the first two games of the season. But instead of paraphrasing, let's hear from Joe Mixon himself. Here's Joe when I asked him how he's feeling physically. I feel great physically. Um, everything's going well and coming out the game's healthy. So, uh, you know, I probably dealt with an ankle issue early, like probably the first first game and first two games. But I feel good right now, man. So just going to keep approaching it week by week, taking care of my body, doing the things off the field. And when we come in here, go to the training room, do all the things to, you know, obviously be there uh, come Sundays. Joe Mixon proclaiming to the world that he is, in fact, healthy and feeling good, feeling great, right? And, <laughs> and doing the things he can do to take care of his body is, you know, we, we joked about this a little bit a couple of weeks ago, 26, getting some wear on the tires for an NFL running back, man. Got to start treating your body like Andrew Whitworth was talking about for, for those guys trying to get contracts in their 30s. Yeah, it, 26 for a running back is is a little different. Look, I... I do wonder, does he feel great now that he's had three days off yeah. and had his feet up and, you know, probably got to to sip on a little whatever he wanted to sip on over the weekend and watch some football and just relax and, you know, and just chill? Maybe that's why he's feeling great. Maybe he wasn't feeling as great, say, on Wednesday or, say, uh, going into Thursday's game. Um, by the way, the, the headliner is the fact that he called a players-only meeting last Wednesday. And it was not not the entire team or anything like that, but it was Joe Mixon. It was the offensive line, not just the first five starters, you know, just the five starters. It was him and 10 guys, he said. That's his quote. And so I thought that was interesting because how much of of it is the physical issues versus the the chemistry versus finding ways to, to make it all work out. 
And so, yeah, it might not be a health issue now, according to Mixon, but the chemistry is, is something that they're still working on, and that's why he called for that Last meeting. week, we even had a meeting. Um, I called for a meeting with them to, you know, just see what they're thinking on certain runs or what they think I should do on certain runs, and I feel like that'll definitely be beneficial down the road and taking that next step on, you know, coming together and building that chemistry on and off the field. And um, I think that's going to take us a long way, especially, you know, doing down the road. So I look forward to it. What came out of that meeting with you? What did you learn from it? Um, like I said, they pretty much just building that chemistry and having them see what I'm seeing on certain blocks. Or, you know, if they could just torque a guy a different way or if they can just cut somebody off backside or I could just hit this a little faster or hit backside. Like, it's just little things that, you know, we didn't see over over the course of time. But, I mean, like I said, man, I'm very optimistic. I mean, I, have, I haven't lost, like, not near confidence in the run game and what I'm capable of and what I know they're capable of. You do love the continued confidence for Joe Mixon, especially because he's getting the opportunities this year. Second in the NFL in carries behind Saquon Barkley. Barkley has 84. Mixon has 82. And that doesn't mention all of the targets he's had. Mixon up near the top of the NFL in targets as well for running backs. Austin Eckler at 29, Brees Hall at 26, and then in a tie with J.D. McKissick and Christian McCaffrey at 22. I mean, we're talking about some of the better receiving backs in the NFL there and and some of the better running backs in the NFL. He's getting opportunities. And if you would have told me that he would be tied in targets with Christian McCaffrey, just saying that out loud, you'd be like, what? Now that says more about Carolina and Baker Mayfield not being able to get the ball to his (laughs) best player, I think, than it does anything. But this is not a Panthers problematic podcast. This is Locked on Bengals. And so, yeah, that's that's the odd part about this is I think for years – Mixon, it was like, ah, they're not using him enough. They're not using him right. They're not using He's getting the touches. And and so hopefully they can figure it out. I I do like this. I'll say this. I like the fact that he's not – and you haven't heard any of this. And I talked to other offensive offensive linemen, on and off record coaches and stuff. uh, Mixon is not pointing fingers. It's not like he had that meeting to say, hey, guys, this is how you block for me. And I'm the Mm -hmm. – like he's not doing that. And and you heard it there. And and so I, I think that that's a good sign. And maybe part of this is the chemistry factor. Not all of it. I don't think it is all that. I don't think it is that simple. I, for example, you think, um, I don't know, Mixon last year. You think he's going to get tripped up at the line like he did a couple of times? Like, you think that stuff's going to happen? The, the good news is, is I, I think he's approaching it the right way. So if there is juice left, he's going to get that squeezed throughout this year at some point that juice is going to be put on the field so that that's the question right does he still have something left i would lean towards yes versus no we we like to get you know prisoner of the moment type stuff at the same time running backs are weird running backs is a you know running back is a different position than the rest so you never know it is a bit of a weird position and you're right that it's way too early to say anything he hasn't been good through four games He's had a couple moments that have been nice, but generally speaking, the results have left something to be desired through four games for Joe Mixon. It's not all on the offensive line. Some of it certainly is, but the the tackle breaking, the yards after contact haven't really been there for Mixon, and that's something that we're watching, right? The, the balance, the contact balance specifically, 
is that still there for Mixon? And you should expect to see that start to come back a little bit here if he is healthy, if he is confident, and they're trying to get things right with these players-only meetings. And hopefully, you know, like you said, it's good that he's not blaming people and is channeling this stuff, it seems like, the right way. Yeah. And just to be clear, just it was Wednesday before the the Thursday game against the Dolphins, he met with the offensive line. They went over film and, and different things like that. So um, you might say, oh, well, it obviously didn't translate or work on Thursday night. That's a quick turnaround. So we'll see here. We'll see if they can get things going a little bit more this week against the Ravens. Here's one more from Joe Mixon. When he was just asked about averaging 2.7 a pop, and not putting up the numbers that he was anticipating coming into the and It's game. frustrating because obviously you want the stats and things like that, but um, I'm definitely encouraged because if you watch the film, we just literally is one piece away or one block away, whether it's front side, back side, or, you know, me seeing something and actually hitting it faster. Um, you know, everything go hand in hand, but um, my third year, you know, when I was here, I probably had like 200 yards, barely, um, in eight games. And then all of a sudden I down there had like a thousand over the back end. So, I mean, I'm not really worried about that, but I mean, we definitely got room to improve to get better. And, you know, I look forward to, you know, coming to work and doing that. Can take time to come together. I think you've seen some trust questions at time with him, with, with blocks getting to the second level. I think that has been part of it as well. And the other thing is, James, you mentioned that short week, that quick turnaround, this, the mini buy, as we've called it, is an opportunity for the Bengals to do a little bit of work and and tweak the run game a little bit. So we'll see this week against Baltimore, who's had a fantastic defensive interior so far to start this year, especially in run defense, whether there will be some adjustments and what kinds of things the Bengals are doing to attack in the running game. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll certainly see if they can do that Sunday night, man, Sunday night lights. I, I just, I can't remember the last time. I don't think I've covered a Sunday night football game, by the way. I was thinking about that selfishly, and so I'm excited to, to be at M&T Bank Stadium on Sunday night. But speaking of that, first place Baltimore, first place Cincinnati on Sunday night football. NBC happy that uh, we're talking about the battle for first place in the AFC North. We'll discuss that and more coming up next. But first, a word from AG1. What's AG1? Well, it's Athletic Greens, which you've heard us talk about a lot on this podcast. And you've heard me, if you're familiar at all, I'm not a big veggies person, but I need to get those vitamins, those healthy nutrients somewhere. And that's why one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that help you start your day right. So that's what I start with. I'm not a big coffee guy anyway. So I start with AG1 and it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. And it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Ah, see, got you there, coffee drinkers. And it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. So AG1, you need to get on it right now. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I love Ultimate Daily Nutrition. I also love the Bengals being back into a three-way tie for first place. But they're winning the important point differential tiebreaker, which is one of them maybe i'm actually not even sure if that's a tiebreaker the bengals technically are behind the cleveland browns due to divisional records of course they've only played one divisional game that's why that loss in week one hurts a little bit more in retrospect because that's one and a half losses when you're looking at things like divisional tiebreakers but the bengals currently if the season were to end today are in the playoffs with a first round matchup against, I believe you would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hold on a second. By the way, Trevor Lawrence just fumbled as you were trying to figure out who the Bengals were playing there. Uh, sorry, Trevor. Boy, you looked at the you looked at the playoff standings. You, well, you got to figure out the tiebreakers. You looked at oh there, my. God. There's a whole paragraph. This is on perfect. ESPN's website, this is explaining perfect. the tiebreakers yep. that would be you. It's crazy. There's so many tiebreakers. And, and so you just said it. You got to look at the tiebreakers. I have a beef with, with probably some of our listeners, to be honest with you, and certainly some Bengals fans. <laughs> so I write this article for all Bengals on Sunday night because the Ravens choke uh, against the Bills after being up 20-3 to three when we were recording with Stans. I'm like, man, the Ravens are jumping all over the Bills. And what did you say? I don't count the Bills out. Well, it turns out neither team played that great. And, well, speaking of not playing great, the Browns losing to the Falcons and then the Steelers stinking it up against the Jets despite Kenny Pickett, who I think is way more fun to watch and I still feel like they should have started in week one. Mm-hmm. Anyways. When those things happen, I wrote the article. Ah, oh, Bengals tied for first place in AFC North following week four matchups, or going into week five. And people were like, yeah, but the tiebreaker says. All right, look. <laughs> and, and it's one thing to be two and two and have a bunch of teams that are two and two and be tied four weeks in. It's a whole nother thing to give two bleeps about the tiebreakers four weeks in. Because they're going to change. It changes on Sunday. And it's going to change again the, the following week and the week. It, it changes when the Steelers play the, the Bills. And uh, it changes when the, the Browns play this week, whoever they're playing. And obviously the Ravens play the Bengals. Because it's an AFC opponent or it's a divisional opponent. And I, I just – I'm not even looking at tiebreakers. But I will say – and so for the person saying, well, they're not really in first place because of the tiebreakers. Don't even look at the tiebreakers. They are in first place. It's four weeks in. It's too soon to be worried about the tiebreakers because all these teams play each other that they're tied with. So, uh, yeah, there's my rant. I, I can't believe people were like, oh, the tiebreakers. Who gives a dang about the tiebreakers? Here's why it matters is that – well, oh the tie, so, so it doesn't matter now. You're 100% right about that. Pick your head up. Mm-hmm. Come on. I'm we're, we're still podcasting. Wait, You're putting me to sleep, Jake. The reason it matters is because the division loss could, could matter at the end of the year. That's why it matters, because when it comes to it, it's an extra half 
in, in the standings. So, so you're right. Right now, it doesn't matter, but it does for me. When you look at the standings today, it makes that division that that week one if, loss in the division feel a little bit worse than it did. If then. you tie the Steelers, guess what? The Steelers won't tie the Bengals this year. So you're not going to have to worry about a tiebreaker with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, I just broke right. the news. Oh yeah, of course. But it all anyway doesn't matter. The the Bengals in a tie for first place with the Cleveland Browns and Baltimore Ravens. That tie will be broken unless all three teams tie their games this week, which. That'd be something. It's possible. It actually is possible because if the Bengals and Ravens tie, there's there's two thirds. Oh my god, a Sunday night tie is. You want to talk about my nightmare this Sunday? Yeah. Hey, let, let's get on a plane. Let's go to M&T Bank Stadium. Let's stay up really really late. You know you know how primetime games work. I'm going to get out of there at like 3 a.m. and you're going to write all about all about it and podcast and do videos. And it's all because they tied. That would be not fun. Anyways, you're going to get out of there an extra. 30 minutes later or so if it goes to zero 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 in overtime as well. Uh, it, well, yeah, that's the thing, at least late. So I might not have to do as much work, but you probably will anyway because it's going to feel like a loss. Ties oh, yeah. feel like a loss as far as like coverage is concerned. They're just better in the standings. Like if they had yeah. tied Pittsburgh, we would have written about that in week one like a loss. But it would but have been they would in be in standalone now. first place in the oh. AFC North. Oh man! Yeah, well, yeah. Ties ties are better, no doubt. Ties better than a loss. No two doubt. one and one first place. Uh, a couple of interesting notes here on the schedule. The the Bengals have obviously had a much discussed, very strong schedule this year by traditional opponent record strength of schedule measurements. The Bengals rest of year strength of schedule is like eighth easiest in the NFL. I saw retweeted on Twitter, but oh. Here's the thing about that is <laughs> others have pointed out there have been a lot of strength on strength and bad on bad games early this year. So mm-hmm. a lot of teams are really clumped up in the standings by ESPN or not by ESPN, by PFS power rankings and by DVOA, the Bengals have the first hardest remaining schedule. So you might see eighth easiest out there this week, but by any measure that is, trying to predict the future by using stats to say, we think that their performance to date means that they're this good. And they're looking at anything beyond the results of the game, the win loss record. It is still a challenging schedule. And so I just wanted to throw that out there as well. By strength on strength, were you talking about like, you know, the Steelers versus the Bengals, like how tough of a matchup that, you know, just two Mm -hmm. really divisional powers. Um, Yeah. Their schedule is really tough. And you know, teams like teams like Tampa Bay, uh, two and two, right? They're not a two and two team. They've dealt with a lot of stuff. They're going to be really, really good. And Tampa I don't has think the an Bengals, easiest schedule the rest of the way too. I, 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 by the way, I think the Bengals aren't a two and two team either. I think they should be much better than that. The Giants, yeah. we made we made fun of them off air, right? Not on air, or did we make fun of them on air? No, on that was air. off air. We talked about the, the worst three, three and, one. and one teams, and we talked yeah, about they are awful. Yeah. Three and one, three and one. I think like some of the worst Bengals teams I've covered would beat this Giants team. Anyways, so, you know, it's it's phony season still for a bit. And so mm-hmm. I, that back end of the Bengals schedule is uh, is tough. And you know what? Sunday's day game is going to be really tough. This Baltimore game and is, is going to be a, a challenge. And so they were uh, they were blessed a bit, I think, by the fact that Buffalo was able to, to rally from that 20 to three deficit. And, uh, and get it done. I do have a Ted Care story that I, I got to tell you. I don't have time to do it here, but I will. So yeah, stay tuned for that. A really cool Ted Care story. 
Yeah, and Ted Karras continues to be, as we discussed, easy to like. The, the one thing I'll say going into this Baltimore game, and then we can get to that Ted Karras story, is it, it's another fun test for this defense. I thought the Dolphins were a fun test for the defense just in terms of the speed and the, the challenge they presented that way, the creativity of a Mike McDaniel offense and all the pre-snap motion, all the misdirection, all the different alignments for Tyreek Hill and, yeah, that, that Olympic speed with Tyreek Hill. It's, the defense has been consistent and, and keeping teams out of the end zone. In the last two games, really turning up the turnover uh, knob or whatever, like turning up the turnover production, that's what I'm looking for. They, they're, they're punching the ball out. You see the Bengals, I think, do this more consistently than other teams. The, the frequency with which they try to get the ball out when they tackle opponents, I think that point of emphasis from this defense has sunken in, and I think that is a def- difference you see on Sundays, but exciting challenge for the defense in a different way with Lamar Jackson and the speed and the challenge, the unique challenge that Lamar Jackson presents. And he's answered well to beating the blitz this year, but you know what Buffalo did? They just, they just blitzed him. And so it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what the Bengals bring to that game, but plenty of time to talk about Baltimore. We got to get to the Teddy K story, James. We'll do that coming up next. But first, Let's talk about Baltimore for a second, because if you want to wager on the Bengals in Baltimore, you can do that. The Bengals, well, they're underdogs for the first time this year, and Bet Online is your number one source for all things football betting this season. So whether you want to wager on the Bengals to, well, handle business in Baltimore, last I checked, they were three-and-a-half-point underdogs on Bet Online. The over-under was around 48-and-a-half, so maybe you think it's going to be a high-scoring shootout where the Bengals win against the Ravens for a third straight time. Well, you can wager on that and so much more at Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, and, of course, college football and the NFL. So head to Bet Online right now or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I have to immediately correct myself. The Bills only blitzed Lamar Jackson six times. So that was wrong. My bad. Uh, Let's talk... Teddy cares. Like I said, plenty of time to talk about this Baltimore matchup. And I do still think it'll be very interesting to see if the Bengals choose to blitz Lamar Jackson out of, out of the building because they did it with success last year. Anyway, Ted Karras, James, tell your story. All right, real quick. Um, Ted Karras. And I, I, I tweeted this, a link to this. I posted the entire video on my other channel, but on YouTube, but Ted Karras, watches football just like you and me, Jake. He literally was like, yeah, on on Sunday I was watching the Browns-Falcons game, and that was the game that was scheduled in our area that everyone was watching. And then they went from that um, to once that game concluded, it flashed to Jets-Steelers. And Mm -hmm. so 
he told his wife, he was like, just one minute, I'm watching this game. It's, you know, it's Falcons and, uh, you know, will the Falcons get it done uh, against Jacoby Brissett and the Browns or not? And then it game concluded and it flipped right away. And he's like, oh, just one more minute. I got to watch this game. You know, it's it's a big one. It's Jets-Steelers. And then we know what happened there. Steelers lose. And guess what game they flashed to? Bills-Ravens. So you know what Ted Kerr said? It's only two more minutes. It's only two more minutes, honey. I, I swear we will go to dinner or whatever it was. He didn't say exactly what they were doing. But the point is, is that probably lasted 20 to 25 minutes, maybe a half hour. And it went from a minute to that long. I mean, we know how long two minutes is with stops mm-hmm. and starts and all of that stuff. So – I love it because he was in the same spot that a lot of people were in, I think, on Sunday, watching Red Zone or or watching games bounce around. And so, yeah, I thought that that was, uh, that was pretty cool because I, I bet there were a lot of Bengals fans and a lot of our listeners that were in that same position around 4 Eastern time. I, uh, I, I pulled him up on my phone because I had to walk my dog. I had to get moving. I, uh, I pulled him up on my phone, and I was watching him that way. And uh, – yeah, all three ended up losing. So whatever Ted did, it was uh, it was good luck for the Bengals. Yeah, at least the Bengals won this week. This could have been two weeks out of four where every single AFC North team lost. Go back yeah. to week two, the rest of the AFC North lost. I tweeted yeah. something like, "Man, if the Bengals take care of business, they can really." I wrote an article. Capitalize on, on on an opportunity here <laughs> at Jerry World. Wrote an article. Hey, Bengals have a shot here. Nope. Yeah, they did not. But now they they're even. Take their shot. Now they're even, yes. and I don't care about your tiebreakers, but they're even. They are even. It's it's hard to not feel like at this point they've really let an opportunity slip through their fingers with ha- with the the opponents I mean, they had in the first two weeks going the- into this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking taking a two game lead into this game is what it feels like we should be talking about. And you know, I've seen some people say stuff like, "Oh, well, you can make those excuses for any team," but none of these other teams in the AFC North lost to the the Steelers and 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 the Cooper Rush Cowboys. I know that yeah. the Browns lost to the Jets, the Steelers lost to the Jets, but I don't think the Browns or Steelers are all that good. Especially the Steelers. I think the Browns are better, but with Jacoby Brissett, I mean, anything can can happen as we saw. Yeah, I think the Browns have a good roster, but you're right, you're limited. You know, you're limited weapons-wise and you have a limited quarterback. So when you have those two things, good luck in an offensive league to to make real waves. Now that could change when Watson comes back and they can win games. I mean, Obviously. they didn't have Garrett they didn't have Garrett this week too. So um real quick, I I want to bring one more thing up and we did not have this planned. We did okay. not have this planned. Sometimes we make mistakes here on Locked On Bengals. And what you heard on the audio oh, yeah. side on Monday oh. was uh, what was the mistake. And the thing is, is Jake and I both forgot to clip that because we both, I, I do the video, he does the audio usually. In some days we alternate, whatever. But most of the time that's the case. And our video was about to premiere on YouTube at 5 Eastern time. And I caught it as it was premiering. I think a, few, a handful of you saw it. And then I, I, I clipped it. Jake thought he clipped the audio, and he didn't. So hopefully everyone got a laugh out of our little run-through on Monday uh, about the audio. Because I, I thought it was hilarious listening back. Maybe I'll release the video. I still have the video, but I, I, I have not posted it anyway. That was one of our more mild me messing up the cold open blooper reels, I thought. Sure. Yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah, I mean, because all I did was, like, mock it, yeah. and then you went. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Usually James doesn't have to give me the ideas in the in the middle part there. I just like for whatever reason yesterday. Anyway, if you're going back to try to catch it on audio, you might be out of luck. That that might not be on the audio file anymore. I tried to replace oh, it. Oh, did you trim it? it oh, okay. not. Um, but at least like five, six thousand people got to listen to the uh the intro as it was, unedited, uncut behind the scenes, the blooper reel. I just assumed you did. I thought I was the one that screwed up. And then I saw someone tweet it. Like, uh, I think Bangalorean did. Love your intro today, guys. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, what's funny his, about it is like. His intro wasn't that good. He's talking about the blooper. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny about it is like we had actually talked about it. And I had I, I like consciously had the thought like, oh, maybe I should remind him to clip that. Because I, I, I just thought that I had. And mm-hmm. then I didn't tell him. But the funniest thing about that would have been. In this world that doesn't exist, this hypothetical is I could have reminded you and then I would have still published it because I thought I had cut it out already. Yeah. And that would have been, that would have been funny too. Um, overall though, that usually doesn't happen. That's why we forget is because usually yeah. it's like, all right, let's go to where you start and then let's roll. Mm-hmm. And so usually it's one take Jake. Sometimes, you know, we, we have a little stumble here and there. So that's we're, all. I just wanted to peel back the court, the curtain at the end. We're a one take show. For anybody Normally. who's out there, yeah, we're, we're we're continuous continuous shot. We should be winning Emmys for the lack of. E- <laughs> oh, I take it back. Nobody nobody yeah. award us anything. Just listen to the Locked On Bengals podcast on you, YouTube. You need to put on you get your podcast. You need to put on a hot take chain next time you talk about Emmys. Come on now, Emmys. I mean, we don't qualify. What are the podcast awards, and how do we submit for for those? Somebody make you podcast awards and then nominate us. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. Well, why haven't we won awards? I, because we posted we posted the blooper on accident. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. We've got a mailbag coming your way tomorrow as the Bengals have an off day. Then we shift our attention as it is Baltimore week. We've got our crossover. We've got game previews coming. We're back on our regular schedule with the Sunday game, Sunday night. And maybe you have to do a little bit of research to find out the last time the Bengals played two primetime games in a row because I still don't know the answer to the question. I'm sure it's out there. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Who day? And have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.